The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. This morning on the news, I heard three acronyms that meant absolutely nothing to me. This is the way people speak now. It saves time and it saves breath. Most people quickly pick up these new words, for for that's what they are. As I recently learned, potus and scotus. But nowadays, these new ones are coming so thick and fast that it's hard for an old main man to stay au courant. Why can't they speak plain English? Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Thank you. 
was thinking about Bix this morning earlier, so I said, I got to play some Bix for my radio friend. Bix here on the Humble Farmer. Any, anyone can learn to be a scientist. You know this, but without the proper genes, you can never be an artist. This was impressed upon my mind one morning as I watched my beautiful young trophy wife, Marsha, the almost perfect woman, make blueberry muffouts. We have muffouts here. We give muff-ins, muff-outs. We give them equal time. I watched her make muffouts for our honored bed and breakfast guest. With science, well, it ain't science unless someone can duplicate your experiment and get the same results. But cooking is an art. Ask anyone how to boil a mackerel and you'll get as many answers as you have time to walk about and ask. I've never learned how to cook, although from time to time I thought it would be fun to learn how to make jello. You might remember that a couple of years ago I filmed Pansy Bent showing me how to make pansy bread. So I at least made an effort to provide fodder for myself. Now, what brought me to this was watching my wife, Marsha, open the oven door that morning. Inside the oven were three trays of tiny, delicious blueberry muffouts. Marsha, listen to this, Marsha stuck a hand in the oven and poked a muffout with her finger. Poke, poke, poke. How do you write that up in the directions for blueberry muffout making? Stick finger in oven and poke muffout. What does it mean? Although I did not try it, I'm sure if I poked the very same muff out, I would end the day no smarter than I was when I woke up. If you don't know how to cook, there's a reason for it. You're not an artist. If you're not an artist, stay out of the kitchen, because cooking is an art. To love you as long as I want to But I can promise you, baby That I'm gonna love you as long as I live And maybe I can't give you diamonds and things like I want to But I can promise you, baby I'm gonna love you as long as I live I never can But now I'm scared that I won't live long enough that's why I wear my rubbers when it rains And eat an apple every day and see the doctor anyway What if I can't live to love you as long as I want to I can promise you, baby That I'm gonna love you Yeah, what if I can't live to love you Just as long as I want to I can promise you, baby that I'm gonna love you as long as I live And what if I can't give you diamonds And some things just like I want to, baby I can love you as long as I live I never cared, but now I'm so scared That I won't live long enough That's why I wear my rubbers when it rains Eat an apple every day, a scotch and soda on the way But if I can't live to love you 
Carol Sloan. You always wonder if they're going to make those notes. And Scott Hamilton. You have, if you've never seen my solar panels that generate all the electricity here on the farm in St. George, Maine, stop in the next time you're going by. You probably know this, solar panels in Maine are somewhat of a curiosity. I don't usually talk too much about the 30 solar panels on my hen house that generate all the electricity we use on this farm because where I live here on the coast of Maine, generating, yes, generating your own electricity from the sun's rays means that you are who you must be, 100% anti-business. In other words, think about this. If you don't shell out 70 or 80 bucks for a power bill every month, you are un-American. 
Good news here is that I think we've used 900 kilowatt hours so far this billing period. We have to use them up before they expire, the ones you build up in the back. We use electric heat in the spring and fall. So we also, by having these solar panels, we're also saving on our oil bill. Makes it impossible to tell anyone, hey, when's the payback? How much are you saving? How do you know? Can't figure in all those other factors like, like not paying on your oil bill. And besides the electric heat, we've been running the solar dehumidifier. And of course, electric heat and dehumidifiers are the two greatest energy hogs known to man. Even if we use up all our excess power credits in the spring, you know, during the bitter cold main months of May and June, in the summer, between July and August, the 7,340-watt system will probably build up enough credit to let us use electric heat again in the fall. You you stop in the next time you're going by. Oh, I'd love to talk to you about it.
Bixi here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. With any luck at all, you know, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite radio station. I am the Humble Farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Have you ever gone into court just to see what they do in there? You know what they do in them courtrooms? If you go into court day after day and you just sit quietly up back and listen what's going on, you might see different people coming in there all the time. But they all, you'll notice this, they all tell the judge just about the, the same thing. He judge gets the same story day after day, and you get the impression that the judge doesn't even have to listen anymore because he never hears nothing new. There's no one smart enough to say anything that might surprise a judge. Judges have heard everything before. At least that's what I thought until I asked my friend Lawyer Crandall about it. I says, Crandall, did you ever say anything in court that surprised a judge? And my friend Lawyer Crandall said, yes, Gog, I have. I once said, Judge, my client is guilty.
Mm, John Thyssen here on the Humble Farmer playing Hoagies one morning in May. And if you were at the Eastman School of Music between the years of 1955 and 1959, you might have seen John Thyssen skulking about in the corridors. Two buzzwords you might hear today are quality time. Parents are constantly urged to spend quality time with their children. One of the reasons, think about this, one of the reasons this is difficult to do is because nobody seems to know what quality time is. The term has even overflowed its original parent-childhood banks and now is even used to express some mysterious relationship between married couples who have no children. A St. George woman who seldom sees her 80-year-old husband complained that they never seem to share any quality time. But the only time she sees him is when they go to bed.
Wood. Was that Howdy Quick Sell on the banjo going bang, bang? Got a great solo in there. Thank you for listening to Humble Farmer. My friend Winky, you've heard me tell about him, not too terribly swift. My friend Winky hates the cold so much. He hates the misery of Maine winters so much that he finally moved down to Key West where he could be warm and comfortable all the time. Last I heard, he found a good job down there working in a meat locker.
thought I was going to hear Brad laugh. He usually laughs after he gets done playing. Brad Terry, recorded in 2005, recorded by Lincoln Clapp. I got Lincoln Clapp to come up and record a show that Brad and I did with Brad's piano playing friend, Fred Fisher. And now, is it time to remind you that you'll... Oh, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your radio, favorite radio station. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here. I'm thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Pick up any newspaper or magazine printed for general consumption, and you will see an article written by a white liberal supporting affirmative action. On another page, not far away, you will see an article written by a well-educated member of some minority opposing affirmative action. The only reason either article is in the publication, you know this, is because the publisher thinks that the topic is a hot one which will generate a profit. Ghana more readers. Turn two more pages and you'll read a story about someone who's been accused of violating someone's civil rights by saying naughty words. Forty years ago, no one would have thought anything about saying those words, but because human beings have an innate need for naughty words, and because the naughty words of forty years ago are no longer naughty, new ones had to be invented. This prompts me to confess that on a recent Friday night at Grange at the Grange Hall, I found myself in a time warp. I hope you're listening closely. I attended a meeting where everyone there was 60, 70, 80, perhaps 90, might have been one or two there, 90 years of age. We grew up in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s, and we are still burdened with the values of those degenerate days of long ago. Had a member of the Thought Police been there, all of us would have been picked up and taken off to jail, for, without even thinking twice about it, we all stood and sang three verses of the Two Fat Polka.
I suppose you can do without my singing here, but I, I get carried away. I really enjoy Bix. I've been listening to Bix since, what, 1951? I always enjoyed Bix. Nowadays, you might make your telephone calls through your computer. I know I do. Anyway, one, one day, Patty Moran, who owns the insurance company in Rockland, gave me a Moran's insurance company hat. And Patty also gave me a Moran insurance company hat to one of my very good friends, who happens to be a distant relation. Surprise, surprise. He lives in Cushion. And he now, of course, moved away. He lives far away in Rochester, New York. Now, he forgot to take the hat with him. And it's been cluttering up my office ever since. So one day, when I called to remind him that he'd forgotten his hat, left it here, I noticed on the little information screen beneath his name, you know how it always tells a little about the, about the person when you look him up on your computer. I noticed on the little information screen beneath his name that on January 17, 1992, he called to tell me that the end of the world was coming in 1993. Now, people can forget things, but computers have a habit of remembering everything. And there it was on the screen. So I said to him, I said, Jazzman, Jazzman, on January 17, 1992, way back then you told me that the world was going to end in 1993. Have you changed your mind about that? And he said, I had to.
if you had no idea who that was, but you knew that Sonny always usually brought it back to the to the root every eight or sixteen, why you'd say, "Well, there's Sonny Studies bringing it home." Time to remind you, or to thank you for your, for your time here today. Thank you for listening to the humble farmer. With any luck at all, you know I'm right here on your favorite radio station every week at this time. With any luck at all. Playing old-fashioned music just for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You'll find people of all ages over at Sandy Shores Campground, which means that the residents there at that Sandy Shores Campground, well, they had to set up regulations so the young people wouldn't be keeping everyone awake by singing around campfires at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know how that goes. My friend Winky attended a meeting there when many of the new owners discussed these tentative regulations and someone asked if they could have a breeding operation. Winky said, well, how are you going to stop it in a campground?
Almost time to get out here. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. One dark and stormy night, my friend Winky heard on the TV news that there was so much snow and ice out there that anyone traveling should make sure that they have a shovel, tire chains, a bag of rock salt, a flashlight, and booster cables. Winky said that he felt kind of silly getting on the bus the next morning. John Thyssen. For over 38 years, I've made a weekly one-hour radio program just for you. I don't know how long you've been listening. But wouldn't you want to hope that I'm better at making radio programs now than than that 42-year-old kid who started in 1978? Now, if you've been hanging in here with me for any amount of time at all, you will remember hearing me make mistakes in almost every program. I'd push the wrong control buttons and you'd hear me muttering about pushing the wrong button or playing the wrong song or messing up in one way or another. But then, if you've been listening, if you've you've been paying attention, you noticed that as the years went by, all this changed. And now... You no longer hear me whining and sniveling about making mistakes. This is because when you make a mistake when you're old, you don't even notice it. (laughs) ¶¶ 